Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy New Year's Eve. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the Militia live on Twitter, X Spaces. At some point this afternoon... The Orange are on a five-game win streak since losing after UV, uh, losing to UVA. Uh, they beat Pitt 81-73. to And uh, once the Orange settled in in the second half, they pretty much took control. But, you know, it was uh, some first-half slippage. Uh, and, and, you know, there was some late second-half slippage as well. But uh, thankfully, far enough ahead where that didn't matter. And um, just the, the, the rough edges that need to be cleaned up i guess uh, from what i can see yesterday was a pretty good day you'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback and syracuse will face off against duke at cameron indoor we'll let you know what we think about that as well so since we've um last been on we had we did talk about ronde gadston um coming back next year but we got also marlo wax and justin Barron who Justin Barron, I, I don't know where he finished in the year, but he was he, he he had to have finished in the top three. I mean, he played with a club on his arm for weeks and weeks, and was still uh, amongst the you know um, he was leading tackles numerous times even um, through that injury. So, um, and obviously Marlo Wax is up there too. It's those two guys, right? So, right. Um, you know. Really, um, a big deal. You talked a lot about player retention, and uh, as far as as far as this year goes, you know, um, not knowing what we're going to be able to do and what Fran Brown's going to be able to do through the year, and then again next year as far as retention goes. But those are three huge stars on this team that, um, you know, that means a lot. I mean, I think it means it shows a lot. It it it, it is obviously. A reflection of what Fran Brown's selling, and you know, to have those three guys come back is huge. And it's just all that. It's just there's not a ton of negativity surrounding uh, the the ending of the year as far as um, the off season goes. Oh no, I mean, last year we lost guys to the draft. You know, they could have came back and. You know, we also lost guys to to other teams because of you know NIL money. Um, and I'm not really sure because I don't think I don't know I don't know if Justin Barron was was thinking about you know testing the waters in the NFL or I just I always looked at him as you know kind of a four or five year guy type thing. Um, just because I mean he plays great and he had a great 
spot in that uh you know three three five but obviously um you know being the rover and like a tweener between a linebacker and a, and a safety um but to be able to come back with this coaching staff especially you know fran brown being the defensive back coach from georgia and everything um he has to think that you know it was a wasn't a better opportunity to go anywhere else uh and who cares about the nil money you know i want to try to get as good as possible because maybe this guy can get you in the NFL because he's gotten so many defensive backs in the NFL. Um, as far as Marlowe Wax goes, um, I would love to have been a fly in the wall to, to know what was said to keep him uh, to, to stay because I do believe that he would have been, you know, drafted. I don't know if top three rounds, but I do believe he would have been drafted. And, and just the fact of, you know, having all those guys, you know, captains and, you know, it's not even that they're that's talented. And you know, these guys are captains. These guys are, you know, leaders in the locker room. Like you said, top two leading tacklers, you know, coming back. So um, these two are really real, real, real big, um, big news to get all these three back. Yeah. So exciting. And uh, well, I don't think there's really any more balls in the air as far as that goes. So we'll just... Um, well, you never know. No, it was hard because I didn't even know. I thought Justin Barron. I think I didn't know that he had any more eligibility. Well, we, and, I don't even. I, I don't even. I can't even keep track of eligibility. That's anymore. what I'm saying. I can't even keep track of that because then they were talking about. Don't you, some, I heard someone saying something like, you know, I think Caleb Okachuka was like, you know, I'm going to take my talents to the NFL or this, this or that, and I'm sitting here, and it made it seem like he had a choice too, right? So like, I don't know. Like the whole eligibility thing and that whole COVID thing just just really messed up everything. So it's like now you know they're they're all graduating and they still got two years left of of eligibility. It just it's it's wild to me. I don't I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that that Justin Barron even had a year to come back. So you got me, dude. I, 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 <laughs> I, I he, can't keep up. Uh, he wasn't one that was a ball in the air. I mean, you know, we we obviously were talking about. We've talked n- numerous times, even throughout the season, about Gadsden and then Marlo Axe, I just assumed was gone. To be honest with you, I mean, um, yeah, me too. Uh, so, anyways, uh, kind of a big deal. So, all right, well, let's get into everything. But as always, first, let's hear from Coach. Very proud of our guys uh, going into halftime. Down eight against a very good Pittsburgh team. Um, they've beaten us five out of the last six times, three times in a row. Uh, in very similar fashion, kind of close games, close games. And then they kind of, they kind of separate and break, 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 you know, break us, break and get a, and get ahead. But I thought we stayed. I thought our second half was just so composed and, uh, until the end. Um, I thought we did a really good job. We battled back, you know, especially on the boards, the rebounding. You know, I think we were. I think we won that one 25-15 or 25-17. Don't, don't fact check me. But, again, we won the rebounding, you know, and that's the key for our, uh, for our team to win. I thought uh, we got a great lift from Quadia uh, uh, Copeland and Benny Williams. Um, I'm a, in, in particular, you know, I thought Benny was great. I, I really did. I thought he, uh, you know, he came in with great energy. Um, you, you can just see it in the last couple of weeks. You know, he's just been kind of – you know, taking that turn, and I'm just so excited for him because he stayed with it. You know, he stayed with it, and uh, so and that's what it's about growing. You know, obviously the wins are important, but I'm I'm very happy for him and excited for him and Quadia. You know, again, you know he did. You know, he's been playing well, but at the end, you know, he gave me a couple of little stomach aches like he does, but he made the free throw, so I, I'll let him. You know, I'll, I'll just talk to him. But uh, I thought I thought Judah had a really good floor game in the second half. I thought, uh, you know. 
you know, he uh, he kind of settled down and got us into our stuff and made some plays. A huge three by JJ. Um, that was that was what we needed at that time. And Malik Brown, you know, he was he was phenomenal. Um, he just, you know, he sets the tone for us on both ends. Uh, I thought Naheem was great. I, I really do. For the minutes that he played, I mean, he had four blocks. You know, it was just one of those games where they had, you know, those big guys out there that could shoot threes. It was just hard for him to get back. They, they're a very good team. So, um, but overall, I was just proud of the way this team battled back in the second half. I thought the crowd was phenomenal. You know, they gave us a huge lift. You know, it felt like, you know, the dome. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's what I remember when I played. Um, I'm excited. I'm proud. I mean, we could we, we could do some things better. But when you can win a game and you know go three for 17 from three and still score 81 points, you know you know you can get better. You know you can do some things. Um, you know you can take care of the ball a little bit better. Um, again, but overall, I'm just excited for this for this group of guys because uh, you know Pittsburgh is a is a really good team. They've come in here and they beat us. And uh, today, you know that didn't happen. So I was just happy the way our guys battled. Talk about the message that you that you and Betty have talked to him. What, the, what have your messages been to him as he's worked through some of these early season issues? I, I think, um, you know, it's really just, you know, being focused, you know, take your time, you know, you know don't listen to the outside noise. Don't, don't try to live up to whatever this stuff is. Just, just be yourself and relax and, and play with your teammates. You know, don't try to do things. And again, it, I'm talking about Benny, but that's that's what a lot of our young um, college athletes struggle with, you know, I'm dealing with today. You know, it's the media, it's so much media now. You know, you got different, different outlets. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. They say something here or there. And, you know, if you think that these, these families and these kids don't, don't read that, they, they do. And, you know, that impacts them. Whatever you read and put into your mind, everybody, that, that manifests itself. So, you know, I just told them to relax. You know, we're family. You know, we're going to be here. We're going to work, you know, as long as you want to be here. And, he, you know, that was, you know, there's nothing else really else to say. Just keep working. And, and uh, I think he's, he's kind of done that. He's settled down. Coach, your bench today outscored at 52 to 17. Seems like over the last five games, that's maybe been one of the missing pieces for this offense. How crucial will that be for the rest of ACC play to have that bench production? I mean, it, it's crucial. We, we, you know, we... You know, we don't rely on five guys. We rely on eight, nine, ten guys. If, if we, me be, I'll, I'll keep. I'll sound like a broken record. This is how we. This is how this team is built. This is how this team is going to play. This is how we practice. This is how we, uh, you know, play. So it's always going to be, you know, eight, nine guys. You know, we depend on. You know, we don't just depend on one guy. Obviously, Jude is our leader. You know, make no mistake about that, and he kind of makes his go. But all these other guys, you know, they come in and they just want to contribute, and that's what we talk about doing this thing together. How do you work on Naheem defending the three-point ball? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. You know, I thought he did a good job for the most part, but, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a lot to ask for, you know, a 7'4 guy to kind of show and then try to get back. And, again, um, you know, we, we got to be better with that because I, I thought he, he gave us something. You know, I thought he came out, you know, we got him on a little roll. You know, I thought he, he was active blocking shots. So, you know, we got to do a little bit more to try to, you know, work with him on, on, that, on that because I kind of wanted to stay out there a little bit more. I do want him to stay out there a little bit more. Again, Quad is, he's, he's, he's really good. You know, he's, he's, he's still uh, kind of scratching the surface. What I love about Quad Air is that uh, no matter what, mistakes or not, you know, he, he gives you everything. He, he fights, you know, and that's, you know, that's, I think every coach wants that. I know that that guy can play for me. I know some mistakes, but those type of people, they can play for me. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's where, you know, quad air is. That's where he's in that area. But all of our guys are like that. You know, our whole team is like that. So I'm excited about this bunch.
All right. So look, a you know, I mean, I don't know how big of a win this was yet, but it was a quad two win, and um, we're seeing kind of more of the same. Which is, and in, in coming into this game, I was a little nervous. They were down what eight at the half or something like that. I mean, it was it was looking like it was going to be a, a repeat of the past three years, and you know, um, again, Syracuse. Shows their resilience and comes out. I think they were, um, they were negative seven on the glass at at the half and came back to go plus one at the end of the day. And um, the shooting really wasn't as good as it's been for Pitt against the Syracuse defense. And you know, with I know that that we made a lot of mistakes and uh, as far as turning the ball over and stuff, and it seemed like Pitt made way more, even though it was uh, 15 to 13. Um, right. So, but it felt like Syracuse has got this way about them, which we kind of talked about last last time we were here, about, you know, they're, they're making people pay um, in transition when there's a turnover to be made, and what quad, that quad ear dribbling through the legs and around the back, and the dipsy dude, dipperoo, freaking three sixty layup. I mean, you know that stuff. <laughs> that stuff is huge. And um, you know they break the three game win streak. I'm I'm extremely happy about that. You know you got quad ear Benny and Brown um, coming off the bench and scoring um, fifty two points uh, amongst the three of them and. Um, to, you know, to Pitt's bench, who scored 17 there. And, you know, Quadir Copeland, again, I, I don't know if enough can be said about him. I know Benny had a great game, too, and, and he he was um, he's absolutely coming into his own. I think that um, the more time he's out there, uh, I think the better that's going to get. But 13 from 15 from the line for, for, for Quadir, and, you know, he hit some crucial – um, free throws towards the end of the game because you know Syracuse gave up a couple threes late, and uh, what was looking like a runaway end of the game quickly became six points and looked like um, could have been some trouble. So, anyways, as far as the game goes, um, it was it, the, the this team is just fun to watch, and and you don't have to have Judah doing everything all the time when you've got these guys on the floor, which is great. And to coach's point, three for 17, it, you, you go three for 17, you still score 81 points. I mean, that just goes to show you, we, we talked about it. We weren't sure if they were going to be able to get in there, you know? Right. So, yeah. and they did. And I was, yep. I mean, look, I, I, I got a lot of confidence in that inside game of, of the orange and um, man, it's such a, such a good change of pace from what we're used to seeing with just chucking up threes and trying to, you know, constantly just trying to you beat yourself constantly. Yeah. We really haven't seen that this year. No. And, and that's really one of the more exciting things, the way they play. Like we talked about just the old school, you know, way the Syracuse used to play fast and, um, you know, implement certain things, but, you know, to, to sit there and get, um, you know, looking at steals and blocks, you know, stocks, you know, we, we, we beat them 18 to eight, you know, and the thing with steals is, you know, a turnover, you could throw the ball away and it goes out of bounds. We did that a couple of times and all right, that's a turnover, but you're not really, you're not getting a run out, right? Like you're not getting a fast break, you know, um, you get a block and then you get that rebound or you get a steal and now you're, you're, you're running the court, you're running fast break. And, um, we we really 
we play really hard defense man to man and we try to get those steals and like again how many fast break how many fast break points 20 so um and and we had 42 points in the paint to their 32 like you said and and they had five more offensive rebounds than us uh so yeah the 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 way we've been playing physical inside um the way that those guys have been coming off the bench uh quadier and, and malik we've seen but benny finally looking you know coming into his own um it's just it's almost refreshing you know it's 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 fun to watch because i think we're, we've just been so used to the same way for however many years and now it's something different and we actually have the team to do it um you know i, I don't i don't want to hear people you know clamoring for who should start and this is because we talked about it um it doesn't matter who starts you it know? doesn't uh, matter and it's and it's and there's there's something to be said about having taylor mcleod and um Who's the other one? Bell out there at the beginning of the game because, I mean, Bell and, Bell and, and Taylor are your, your best outside shooters. I mean, what if they get hot? You know what I'm saying? Right. And if they right. don't, then we know what to do. But right. those are your guys. And that's the thing, right, is you don't want to take away from their confidence and take away from their opportunities of, you know, putting, uh, you know, um, a stamp on, on the game and actually – having a a big part of it right like it's that's something that we've seen them do that's something that they've proven that they can do and like you said i don't know why you would take away you know your tallest guy and you take away um you know your two best shooters just because maybe what they didn't shoot that great and these other guys have been playing better off the bench like these guys come off the bench and and that's the thing is they're gonna get their time too they're gonna get their time and coach autry you know he's He's not afraid to to make those changes you know, when he sees it. It's you know so we're deep and you, you, people can argue that some of the better players and the guys that are going to close the game will be on the bench to start the game, but they'll be out there at the end. And um, the good that's a good thing. It's a good. I'm glad to see Benny getting you know more confident and not having the bad body language. So that's the one thing that we, with this type of team. If we can, if he can keep them all together, and he can keep them focused, and keep Justin Taylor and Bell and McLeod being okay with only playing with playing less than twenty minutes, even though they're a starter, because some guys on the bench came in and they're just better matchups, um, like then then that's where we're gonna win. Um, it should be next next man up. If you're just not feeling it, or you can't, and you're not hitting a shot, like Chris Bell went zero for four um, from the three, um, and then Copeland comes in and does that. You know, you got to be okay with that. And, um, you know, that's that's a fear of mine because obviously everybody wants to play. Right. Um, But as long as these guys know they just have each other's back and they know that, you know, not every game is going to be their game, but it's going to be somebody's and we're going to get those guys in there and they're all going to play hard regardless. Um, That's really the biggest thing for me. Because you take Malik Brown, Benny Williams, Copeland, that's like a that's like a line change in hockey, right? Yeah. You know, we just we just ran for six minutes with our starters and now, okay, let's bring these guys in and, and maybe be possibly go against some of the other team starters that, you know, maybe <clears throat> are still trying to catch their breath off the first, you know, six to eight minutes. So um and, and they're also guys that just offer different things. Um Copeland, he drives and, and passes better than um, a Bell or a Taylor, uh, but can still guard the same size defender. And Malik Brown is obviously uh, different than Naheem McLeod. Um, so, I mean, McLeod had 
four was it four, four blocks yeah, in nine minutes. Four blocks, pretty. I mean, that's. And I a mean, steal. What do you want me to do? I I think I think you know you you have like Coach Autry said, you got big guys that can shoot. He's going to struggle. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to to put that on him. I mean, maybe he'll get better, but you know, he does a good job protecting the rim and that's why he's there. And we've, we've had to go a couple games without a, a ton of great outside shooting and we're, they're still getting it done. And I think that's, yeah. that's all that matters. And um, JJ, you know, he got things started pretty decently and uh, he also uh, finished pretty decently. So, um, you know, he he had a couple early layups, get things going, and then uh, that big three at the end of the game, and m- mixed with Quartier's foul shots, like I said, you know, it was it was awesome. It was good to see. And yeah. you've got, you know, you heard Coach say, you know, Quartier gives everything all the time. That dude is just a spark, man. He's just a he's a breath of fresh air. I mean, mm-hmm. y- there's. Um, they don't come like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just uh, and Malik Brown just gets his hands on everything. everything. I mean, it's just everything. You hear the broadcasters yesterday talking about how good he is at poking the ball away. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we've mentioned it. We started getting on that bandwagon last year. He's just so he's just so athletically inclined, and he's smart. He's a smart player because he's not drawing a lot of fouls on those either. I think he he drew he's he drew one yesterday, but you know at the end of the day, I think um, I think he's yeah. he's he's it's a skill, and you know Benny, uh, like you said, and Coach brings up a good point with the you know the media. I, I think it's probably more social media, but the actual media too is something that obviously um, is easily consumed. But I think you know social media that it can get in these these aren't grown men okay i mean they're still young right they're still learning things they're still they're still uh are you shaking your head at that pick six how are you shaking your head at tyree kill twisting his ankle again oh um so <laughs> the, the, they're not grown men yet they have a lot of life experience it's easy it's easy to be that that age and and be influenced and let that stuff get in your head and i think it i think some more than others and you know that makes a lot of sense you know if the coach is going to bring that up then we kind of we kind of have an idea of what the hell is going on. So, anyways, just good to see. Yeah. Like you said, it's good to see. The well, end, yeah, and to be perfectly honest everything. with you, Benny, too, to me, I mean, finally, like, that was one of the first games where I've seen where he's like, he realized his athleticism and his strength dunking um, the ball down low. You yeah. know what I mean? Just getting it and just dunking it infinite, you know, doing stuff like that, going up and getting the ball. Um, you know, when he's tuned in like that and he starts getting confident, then he goes, he made six of 10 field goals. You know, um, him and Malik, they did really good down low. And um, they, like you said, it was refreshing to see some of that stuff because we were worried about having, you know, having uh, any type of offensive down low presence. Um, and, you know, we saw McLeod kind of struggle early on with that. Um, and then losing Jesse, uh, but Malik Brown, um, obviously, coaches talked about he's he can obviously shoot a little bit farther out. He's got range, and I mean, the coach is saying that he can actually shoot three pointers. All right, so he's been working on that, and you can just see he's just way more confident in trying to set himself up to get the ball. You know, yesterday, you know, sealing off um, his defender to I think Federico Federico to get a a nice um, you know a nice easy layup, and you know, it's just. 
you see all these guys coming together and, and Copeland with the confidence, all those three guys, you know, Brown Williams and Copeland yesterday, the confidence, they played like starters. They played like starters yesterday. And that does not to say that Bell and Taylor and McLeod can't. Um, it's just, as far as yesterday goes, it's just, it's nice to have that option. Um, it's like two different teams. Yeah. You got this and it's team not for like this, coach you got this team for this. Get, yeah, and it does, it's not like coach doesn't let him get back in there and try to, you know, figure it out, but you obviously saw you saw McLeod in the first half. He got pulled after Diaz Graham. You know he popped out um, off of a, a pick and shot a three, and then McLeod starts the second half and he gives him a second chance and did the same thing again. Had to take him out. So it's just matchup situation. Um, and like I said, Bell and Taylor, uh, they really, I mean, weren't as successful out there um, with some of their, you know, um, shot-making ability that they have. Um, so like you said, you know, if they're not hitting, then boom, Autry brings in the the second team and, you know, they, they come in and they provide a spark and they provide a big defensive spark, I believe, too. Yeah, so I think absolutely. that's, to me personally, that's my, I mean, when you look at J.J. and Judah with Malik and Benny and Copeland, to me that's going to be your best defensive lineup your most athletic lineup that's going to run um and really you know you're just what you're missing there is three-point shooting but like you said when you can make it soon you can you get to the basket you can finish around the rim um and then play that type of hectic defense then as long as you just don't take a lot of three-pointers you know fall in love with them 17's a a, a, a bit much when you're not hitting but i mean <laughs> it didn't hurt and at the end of the day and when i saw it with 17 I didn't think it was. I did, did that didn't feel like seventeen, and normally it does. But it's because you go through these droughts. I think you know, you go through these scoring droughts. And you're just hooking up threes. That's when it feels like it, 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 what it actually is. You know what I mean? But yeah. they, they changed enough in between hooking up threes and not being successful that they were actually still scoring, and that's the difference. That's not what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Yeah, and oddly enough, I mean, there wasn't, I mean, 17, you know, Pittsburgh shot 25, but I mean, a lot of those were bad shots. I mean, those are some of our worst shots, right? When we actually have to just kind of sit back and rely on a three pointer or take an early three pointer, um, especially with, you know, the driving ability, like the different things that Judah and Quadir Copeland and like JJ Starling, you know, JJ Starling, it's, He's, he never really presses, you know. Um, he uh, It's almost like he scores when he needs to. You know what I mean? And um, he only had nine points, but um, I felt like they were all timely. Some drives where he scooped it up um, and, and got some easy layups. And then, like you said, clutch three near the end. Um, so, yeah, it was a little sloppy. I think Judah was a little sloppy with the ball. Yesterday with four turnovers, yeah. um, and he fouled out. So again, he's As, he's got to dude, dude. They, let, real quick though, real quick though, like those refs, especially the first half of that game, they they were terrible. Really, I th- I didn't think they were good at all. That one, that fourth foul on Judah too, when they're going after the ball, and they call him for the foul. The dude ends up on top of Judah, and he gets called for. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I just didn't think it was good. I, I don't think a, the officiating was terrible, but I don't think I I think that there was definitely some obvious mistakes made. 
Yeah, did you think that was a charge on Judah? Um, that Blake was, Henson, I, that, was, I do, that, I that do, whole thing was, was a little back and forth. If, if it was, if it, you know, when you ask me that, I have to re- reverse roles. So if it's roles reverse, I say, man, it's close enough. You know, mm-hmm. his feet were planted. They were square. But that's so rare to get that positioning that fast and set yeah. that, you know, what are you going to do? You know? Um, yeah. So there was a block that they called the foul on. I just don't think it was that bad. I mean, I should write these things down. But the, <laughs> but there were there was a few things that to me I just I, I wasn't. Yeah, I think Chris Bell got fouled one time. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. At the end of the day, I didn't think it was that bad. I just, and it was mostly, I felt like to me, it was mostly the first half. I just felt like it was, I mean, it got the crowd going. There was a couple of them that got the crowd going, too. Oh, yeah. Well, they were drawing back and forth. Um, and like I said, you know, Henson hit a couple shots and he was jawing back and forth with Kudir and, and Judah and stuff like that. And um, I just, then they got up 11 at one point, and I was really nervous, <laughs> really nervous. I know, um, I was too. It, it was one of those that you feel like could just slip away, um, but it didn't. They came back yeah. a little bit to cut it closer at the um, towards the end of the half, and then yep. picked it up at the picked it up in the second. So, anyways, all right, um, let's do some fan feedback, shall we? It's time to hear yeah. from you. To hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, it's that time of the show where we ask for your thoughts on the game. You give them, we talk about them, and then nothing. That's it, actually. No, that's nothing. pretty much, I think, what, <laughs> all that happens. Nothing else happens. That's pretty much it, yes. Uh, all right. Let's start with Twitter, Joe. I assume you've got Facebook pulled up and uh, you're ready for all that, correct? Yeah, it's a great assumption. Okay. Uh, let's start with our boy, David, at David Super on the Twitter. Uh, he says, boy, he's Joe, Cuse, 75-73, Sean, 72-69. Great win. Again, love the bench energy. Bring on Duke. Yes. And uh, David just popped in the spaces. Actually, he was at the game yesterday, too. So um, nice. looked like a guy's day out with him and, and his boys. So, um, yeah, I haven't even thought about the the uh, predictions, by the way. I don't even know where the hell they are, if those are correct or not. Yeah, mine was correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're correct. Not bad. Not bad guesses by either one of us. No. I got Pitt right on there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we just scored a little bit more than I thought we were gonna. Yeah. Well. Uh, at Catskill Joe, thoughts on the game? He asked me. Yes. Come on, Joe. You know the you know the drill. I don't understand how this team got so sloppy at the end of the first half. The balls to overcome an eleven. The balls to overcome an eleven point deficit gives me hope they can go deep in the tourney. I mean, what was the Colgate? 24. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're no pit, but I'm just saying they they um they've they've proven that they can do that, and they've gotten sloppy at the end of first halves and second halves in their all, all three of the their losses, especially during the uh, Maui Invitational. 
was was sloppy at the end too. And I, you know, I don't, I don't. They just got to work on that. Period. Just, it's just got to get better about it. So, um, yeah. I mean, look, when you play that aggressive to try to get, you know, um, steals and stuff like that, like there's going to be times where you might, you know, you might give up an easy, um, an easy bucket or. Times where it just gets sloppy, you know. There's a couple times where we we threw the ball away trying to get be too cute, or um, you know, missed an easy layup because of that. Um, I just think that as the season goes on, you just need to make sure that that you learn from it. I felt like earlier in the season when it was sloppy and when things weren't going their way, uh, especially Judah and stuff. Sometimes it was tough to come back from that. You know, it's just like that sloppy play and that bad play turned into a bad foul, turned into a bad shot. The next offensive possession, trying to make up for it. Um, you know, it's it's a long game in basketball. You know, there's so many possessions, and it's just so, especially the way that we play now, um, not playing the two-three zone, but playing, you know, pressure defense. Um, we have so many opportunities to get steals and fast break points and way more possessions than we normally would um, in the, you know, compared to the, the way that we've played in previous years. So it, when you play like that, it's going to get sloppy. There's going to be frustration fouls. There's going to be the bad things that happen. And as long as we can keep our heads um, and, and we can get through that and understand that it's a long game and you just got to go to the next one. And I think that that's one of the biggest things um, that coach is dealing with this year with this team is, is is having them forget about the play and keep the confidence to go on to the next play, the next game, the next half. Um, and it looks like we're getting a lot better at that. Yeah. Um, Dan on Twitter, solid W looked great from the stripe need to take care of the ball in crunch time. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, Judah's usually automatic. If you add, you know, he had two misses in a row. Um, yeah, and if you if you take those if you take those out of it, I mean they're, you know, I mean if some butts are candy nuts, we all have a merry Christmas. They still shot eighty with those misses, um, but you know, solid. I mean, I can't you can't ask for more than that. Pitt left a ton of points on the line, eleven for twenty four. That was so. the uh, to me that was the game. Yeah, so um, they were not good from the line. They were actually awful. And yeah, I guess I guess they're real bad. They're they're a really good rebounding team. Like coming into this game, I think they're like they were like 16th in the country, um, but they're also not a great free throw shooting team. And kind of both of those things showed up a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Syracuse eked out the plus one in, on the glass. But I mean, look, yeah, it happens. And, and I was extremely worried about Hinson, and he only got 11. So they did an excellent well, job with him. Well, and that's, I mean, obviously we are a team that, you know, we do switch and everything like that. But, um, you know, and this is just another kind of thing that you some people overlook because everyone wants to look at the box score and they want to look to see, you know, who's got the most points and everything like that. Like, I mean, there was three players on the bench that had more points than anybody that started. So, I mean, to that itself – is good. But then you look at Quadir at 13 of 15 from the free throw line, nine rebounds, four assists, three steals with 22 points. And you look at all those stats and you're like, man, he like, and then when you actually go back and look at it even more, he was the guy guarding Blake Henson. <laughs> yeah. He was the one that was out there making sure that he wasn't getting those open shots from the three point line and everything. Cause what you spoke about um, in the pregame is Blake Henson 
I mean, 45 threes in 12 games. Now that's almost four. That's almost was that three and a half threes a game? Yeah. Well, like, what did I say he was averaging? He's averaging like twenty points a game. He was averaging twenty points a game. Yes, and he was shooting, you know, three pointers in, in the forty percentage, you know, range, um, and had fifteen more threes than than anybody that's you know obviously on our roster, right? So, um, I mean, Copeland all around. I mean, that's that's game ball right there yesterday, like oh, easy game ball, and it's. You know, as much as Coach Oshry says he does do some things because that's just his game, you know. That, his game is you're going to get that, that three-pointer and get fouled, and you're going to have that drive where he does the spin and finishes. Um, and he had great finishes around the rim, and he's going to have great passes, and he's going to have steals and all that other stuff. But um, being able to just lock somebody up like that, dude, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy to me. And um, – so many players have been talking about how good he's gotten and the confidence, and you could just see the confidence. I mean, I don't know what happens. I don't know if it is a situation where maybe he ends up breaking the starting lineup at some point. I don't think he has to, um, to be obviously a six man. We all remember Deion Waiters. Um, but, I mean, you you can't just look at the stats when you look at that game. And my dad, when I was watching yesterday, he kept talking about, look who's on Henson. Look who's on Henson. He's not making anything. He's not making it. And it was – Quadir Copeland, majority of the time. So, I mean, he won that game yesterday for us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a team effort, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, without a performance like that, it's a, it's a struggle because, you know, you talk about locking someone down. Well, Mintz was held to 12 points, and he ended up falling out of the game, although it was late. You know, the game was wrapped up pretty much for the most part, but still, you know, he yeah. had to sit for a little while. Um, when he had, I can't remember if it was after his third or his fourth, but he had to sit for a little bit. So, um, you know, to have, be able to have a, oh my, oh, that's probably old. That's probably an old highlight. Sorry. <laughs> so, I, I, Interception? Jo- no, Interception? No, 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 no. Uh, Debo uh, Sam- I'm playing against Debo Samuels and I just saw uh, a touchdown. I, I thought you. it was. Yeah. A- I think, okay. I think Isaiah likely just scored for me. So I think I'm good, but, um, yeah, no, I think with all that said though, if Pittsburgh makes free throws, then this oh, is they, still a game. Yeah, well, absolutely, especially when it got – well, you know, I don't know if uh, circumstances – what the circumstances would be at the end of that game as far as, you know, how uh, everybody would be playing if the, if the free throws were made. But the, with the sloppy play like that, it would have been um, a disaster. And that sloppy play towards the end of the game and, and turning the ball over so easily like that, some long passes, and just like, like kind of like – I don't want to say showing off, but just taking for granted that the game is wrapped up, and then all of a sudden, you it only, wasn't. You're only up by six, and it's looking like you know you could easily get waxed. You know that happens. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, at Oil Cuse, our buddy Captain Patrick, Pit freaking sucks almost as much as those extremely pro Pit announcers. Uh, <laughs> Copeland, Copeland is getting more and more confident each game, and I love it. Uh, we need to figure out why, uh, figure out a way to hit more three-point shots. Joe is nasty, AF. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to sign it. Um, Quadir Copeland, I think, in the last four games, is now averaging almost. It's like it's over fifteen points a game, and coming into 
coming into before those the, the last four games, I think it was around 11. So, I mean, the past four games, and we talked about it after the the, the damn first game, uh, that where he really had a breakout game. And, um, you know, we were like, well, man, if he can keep it consistent and he can play like this, that's going to be something, right? So, right. And he's done it for four games. And that game, that was the Georgetown game. And we're and then he went on to Oregon and he 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 killed it there and then you know Niagara's Niagara whatever but and then yeah. ye- yesterday against Pitt and um, you know I I couldn't be happier and all I want to see is consistency and he's he's been he's been hitting the consistency. So. Well, and that's right. That's where you really that's where you come from. Like beginning of the year, we were talking about this and, and people, you know, roles and what to expect from certain people. And we knew that there were certain players that, um, we didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I think we knew a baseline of like what to expect from Malik Brown. Right. Um, but you know, it, we, we also assumed that he was going to, you know, take a step forward and, and, and have some growth. And I think to a certain extent, all of the freshmen have, um, as far as everybody that's returned from last year, I think that I see, you know, improvement in all of their games, um, whether it's just being stronger and getting rebounds or being able to do some, I mean, I've seen even Chris Bell go to the, go to the rim and, you know, he had a drive yesterday and finished. He, he's been finishing around the rim. Justin Taylor has been playing strong on defense and getting rebounds against guys bigger than him. So, um, they all took a little bit of a step up, but, now we didn't know what to expect from like a Chris Bell or a Taylor, and we're still trying to figure it out, or a Naheem McLeod, or even a Benny at this point, right? And then I think Quadir was in that that category, and I think now um, I think that we can put Quadir in the Malik Brown category of we have expectations. This is just what he does now, right? And um, and this is something that we um, should be expecting pretty much every game. Come accustomed to. Well, I mean, you know, some people have, you know, every day is not going to be your game, you know, but I think that it's basically even even yesterday, if he didn't score and he wasn't making the free throws and getting to the line like that, just his presence of taking Blake Hinson out of the game the way that he did um, on defense would have been enough for me. So Uh, at Keller 0103, who would you rather have come off your bench? It's funny because. You just mentioned this not long ago. Deion Waiters or Quadir Copeland? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. It's a tough one, right? But, hey, he was, I don't, you know, he was right in the line of thinking there. With that. I mean, different kind of games, but but the mentality, like, they're both, they're both dogs. You know, they're not afraid of anything. They have their confidence regardless. Um, I don't know if he's at the Deion Waiters um, level level yet, yeah. especially considering the the jump shot the Deion Waiters had. Yeah. But again, we made him. We saw him make a three and um, oh, it's, it's, shoot the, shoot those free throws. He was thirteen of fifteen from the free throw line, and you know, coach has said that he has been shooting it better from the three point line. Um, so if that turns around, you know, then we might have a conversation. You know, uh, long season. If you remember. Deion Waiters, you know, obviously didn't start as a freshman and even as a sophomore, he didn't. And there was a, um, a back and forth even earlier in the season and not until really, you know, mid-season did we see um, Deion Waiters in full beast mode, confidence mode, just coming off the bench and taking over games at some points and finishing games 
you know. So um, it's a good problem to have. You have a six man coming off the bench like that. Yeah, and in the the three hit that was his first three of the year. I mean, he's one for eleven. So you know, right? I mean, uh, but he does. You know, he's he's out there. He's grabbing boards. In fact, he's he's leading the team um, with rebounds per game. So. I mean, he, yeah, he is, um, he's coming into his own and, um, it's a blast to watch to say the least. Uh, you got anything from, yeah, I got a couple, um, boy, Zach, top fan, Zach or boy, Zach. Here we go. Um, so he says, well, thank God John Wildhack made the right call. Turns out coach red is a Pretty damn good head coach. That felt like an actual old school Big East game. It was relieving to see them realize and scrap and just chucking threes and actually focus on attacking the paint. Don't be fooled. This is a very good pit team. Yeah, and I mean, there was a comment I saw, and I don't, I can't find it now. I think it's on Twitter. It has to be on Twitter. Cause it's the only place I go. Uh, right. Uh, it said. Um, it said something to the effect of, uh, "Oh yeah, here it is at Terry Keys. It's only Pitt. I think well, Pitt. It was a, this was a quad two win, and I mean, you can look at who they've played, but they we came into this game the same exact record, nine and three and zero and one. Right, and and obviously, you know, it's early in the season, so it's a little bit hard to tell. But this was a, a it's a quad two win. I expect it to hold at least there, and, and this Pitt team's pretty decent. I mean, it's it's not a bad team." Uh, yeah. So it's only Pitt is, you know, I say Pitt sucks. I say Boston College sucks at the end, you know, at the end of these games because. Because um, they're rivals. Because they're rivals. And they're old Big East rivals. Not you this, know, I remember yeah. back in the day, remember the orange buttons? Oh, yeah. All I got the different a, slogans. Got a, you got some yeah, of them. Yeah, I got right? a board of them back here. Um, yeah. So, so like. Those teams were on that, right? So, and Pittsburgh, Boston College are just old Big East rivals, but it just happens to be like, especially, I mean, dude, I don't know if you've looked, Boston College is nine and three. They're not that bad either this year. No, so, and I mean, and Pittsburgh has been good for a couple of years. Um, I think that we saw exactly what, you know, we knew. Um, we knew that they had good big guys. You know, we knew Jeffress was, an, you know, a, a good defensive guy. Uh, we knew that. You know, the Diaz, Graham, Guillermo, uh, and Blake Henson and Federico, Federico, we know that they're capable. We know that they're big. We knew that they were going to get offensive rebounds down there. Um, but what, what did we question? We questioned the guard play. And to be perfectly honest with you, those guys, they surprised me. The, the freshmen surprised me. Lowe came in, in the second half, and he looked like a very promising point guard. Um, and um, Carrington, that freshman, and I didn't know that he was such so highly rated – and that, you know, people, scouts are talking about him possibly being in the draft after this year. And you could definitely see flashes of that. So um, he's not as good as he's going to be um, by the end of the year either. So um, and then even Leggett. So we talked about the <laughs> the guards for this team, um, you know, getting a little bit into, you know, because they're new playing with each other is going to take a little while versus the older guards that played last year. Um and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm just I'm glad that we're playing them this early in the season, especially, you know, I think we play them the second game, uh, January 16th. So it's not long. And I'm glad that we're playing them twice early in the season, because I think that this pit team is going to be a lot better when you when it comes down to, you know, ACC tournament play. You get down down around that time. So, 
yeah, it's the uh, it's the sixteenth Tuesday at seven. So, um, to, yep. but to to um to Zach's other point though, which I don't even know if we talked about, but in regards to Coach Autry and kind of what he's doing, we're seeing we're seeing some different style of coaching, using more guys, you know, switching off of the zone quite a bit, and you know he, he I think he just. Jim Beheim is just – he is kind of like that old-school mentality. Like, it's just a fresher look at basketball. Like, yeah. the game – when the game changed, it, you know, it, it's it's obvious the past few years it kind of slipped away from, from Coach Beheim. But that's not to say, you know, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. It's just – I just feel like this is how it needs to be. And not for anything. Like, he's got the players for it. And and that's really the thing, right? I think that also, you know, when you look back at it, um, it almost looked to me like Beheim, like there was, there was almost like a, a program or a protocol that you had to go by, right? Like they wanted Specific. certain players, certain plays in there, certain rotations. They always kind of stayed the same, um, and not every player had the, the, the freedom to be able to do certain things. Um, you know, I do feel like coach red has a little bit of, um, you know, a longer leash when it comes to, a, allowing these players to, you know, I mean, they're, think about it. I mean, how many plays has there been this year by quieter Copeland where, I mean, Beham would have completely taken him out if he would have went in and made a mistake yeah, or anything he, like that versus sh- maybe realizing that this is part of his game and that, you know, there's three or four play, there's three or four great plays that come with every really, really bad play when it comes to Quadir, right? So, um, I mean, just giving these these guys the freedoms to to play and play loose and do, um, you know, do what when he knows that they can do and they showed in practice versus stick with the same five, six, seven people and the certain only certain amount of people are allowed to shoot certain shots and this is what I want to try to do. I just think there's a lot more freedom when it comes to that stuff. So. And of course, playing playing man to man, right? Getting out of the two three zone and having the athletes to play this to play this way. Um, not every team has these athletes and are this this deep to do this. So um, you got to take advantage of what you got for sure. You got anything else, uh, Coach Jeff? Oh, I got it. So he got um. There's a little back and forth with Zach Shea, um, and this kind of goes to a little bit of what we were just speaking about. Um, he says, the bad, poor shot selection. There were some bad shot selection. Um, but I, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, if that's the bad and that's what we're reaching for, then it was a pretty good day, right? Yeah. Um, and the good, Benny hustled more than I've seen in a long time. A few poor shot selections, but hustle earned PT. Um. Zach Shea comes back and says, have to also mention Copeland. He is the one that gets the game ball. And then Coach Jeff comes back and says, I guess because I expect that out of him. He is the spark plug they need. I like him as the first guard off the bench. His motor doesn't stop. He is the textbook player. Or is he the textbook player? No, but he makes things happen. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just that's... a little conversation between what we just talked about, right? Like, I would agree. Like you, you just said it not too long ago. Like you, this is what we expect now, and it'd be like, you know, giving Judah the game ball when when maybe 
Justin Taylor goes off one game and doesn't have as many points, but you know, it's it, Benny was suspended for three games. He was not, he was on the bench. He was playing and like not getting any playing time. He was sitting on the bench. He was moping. His body language is terrible. Past couple games to come out, we see him making, you know, growing a little bit into this, to the role that he's, he's hopefully, I hope that, you know, he, he stays here and develops it. But, you know, at one point in time, you, you and I were thinking, does he even want to be here? Like, no, I mean, but it's a legit question to answer when you see his body language. Well, he didn't look saying, like yeah. he wanted to be here. I'm not blind, but right? to see I him mean, come everybody out, saw it. Right, and see him come out and play like that and put up 15 points and um, <laughs> have the energy he had and, and you know, seven rebounds too. So, I mean – Seven rebounds, but also, I mean, to me too, Coach. it was that we've we've seen him pull up and make little bank shots and make little mid range jumpers. Yeah, but it was like his like being deliberate to get to the basket and dunk, finish. Don't you know? In the past, he just he was just soft putting it up there around the basket, and it was like, you know, why is this power forward trying to play like a shooting guard and just yeah, shoot just threes and do all, all these right? And it's like, dude, you're six eight, six nine. You have freakish just yonk that they just take it and you know and yesterday was like the first time that it looked like he actually did it thing the whole game and he did that pump fake and then moved and then just and then just went up and dunked on dude and, and even that pass that he had to malik brown when he was underneath the basket and left it down left it off for him because he realized he was getting double teamed so he could get a dunk i mean that type of stuff if <laughs> if we can get that stuff on the regular then you're talking bonus stuff that we didn't even think you know, we were going to get this year. Um, so, I mean, those type of plays got me excited because I've seen quite a year in JJ and Judah and all this, some of these guys, what they can do. Um, but for Benny doing, doing that and looking like, you know, he was completely in the game um, was very, very, I, I mean, it's going to be, because we know, we know what he, we know what level that takes our team. If he could actually be that player that he was yesterday, every game. Yeah. Um, in, you know, we're just to update because it was mentioned in the in the presser, but I we didn't talk about it and put it in there. Was the I think Donna uh, um, asked Coach about Chance again, and there's just we don't know. So he hopes to have him practicing soon, but he's still going through PT and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's okay though. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, but uh. We were told, you know, we were told a few weeks ago that'd be like a few weeks to a month. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, figure look, it's time to update that. And um, I guess my whole thing is at this point, I mean, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously, in the future as we go through ACC play, because we've seen situations where starters get moved and minutes get moved and, and stuff like that. But can you imagine him just kind of getting thrown in there in the middle of February? Like, oh, I'm healthy now. And then you got to try to figure out the minutes. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, not, not going to s- be something that happens that way. I don't think it's going to just be sprinkled in. And then eventually, hopefully by the end of the year, he's going and in, in acclimating to everything. But I don't even know if. But is that matters. worth it? I'm not trying year. to say. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know. Do you just medically redshirt and just in, in wait till next year? And like I said, I don't know if it matters. I'm just, I think more or less fans are just excited to see him on the court that's all well that's true that's true i mean you always want to see a guy come back right and at least know maybe get a little bit of a glimpse of what you're going to get next year right 
Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So I got a couple more. Uh, oh, joy. Just roll through it. Top fan Jesse, <laughs> great win. We cleaned up. You can talk over the clapping, John. Great, great win. We've cleaned up a lot of our sloppy mistakes. How do we fix Naheem from getting lost out on perimeter off pick and pops? Beat Duke and get ranked. Uh, I don't think you can fix him right now. He's just going to have to get better. I mean, we, you, you, I mean, we have, there's a, yeah. there's Plan B. So that's and and that's good. That's all I care well, about. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, is Malik going to be able to? carry the load against everybody you know i mean is he going to be able to handle a filipowski well that's i mean the i don't think there's a couple other there's a homeboy for um clemson um pj hall pj hall yeah so dude the dude at um boston, boston college. college yeah isn't bad either yeah um so yeah and then to go kind of off that there's a little bit of a something in here that kind of goes off the you know the naheem but uh Great game. One official, Clarence, decided he would influence the game. Got motivation at the half. Even Benny stepped up. Wonder why Hema does not get minutes. Take a nice win. Get ready for Duke. Yeah, so, I don't have I mean, any answer about Hema. He had, a, he had a couple of good, you know, he had some good minutes in the game not too long ago. I don't remember what it was. Was it Georgetown? I can't remember. But, you know, I don't know if that's the answer either. Well, I don't know if he can do that either, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Exactly. Because especially in the situation – I mean, let's be honest. Like, Diaz Graham is uh, – I mean, he's still just a sophomore, and he's a seven-footer that can dribble. He's athletic. He can shoot, shoot threes. That's going to be tough for any type of – I mean, unless you are a super nimble <laughs> center, that is going to be tough a tough guard for anybody. I think Nahima Cloud or Hema would, would definitely have a problem with that. So um just glad that Copeland could kind of take that. So and then I think going off of well, we got one Brandon. Ten and three, yeah, happy new year. And the scary thing is this team is just learning how good they can be, which I, I agree with. And, you know, obviously they gotta stay together um as they maneuver through these different games, these different matchups, and these different um, these different amount of minutes that all these guys are going to get, because um, you know, like I said earlier, sometimes that sometimes that can that can hurt confidence and it can get you know people in their feelings. You know, oh, I'm I'm a starter, but I'm not playing starter minutes type thing. Um, as long as coaches can keep keep them as a team and say, hey, look, you all got a role to play, and when your numbers call, just get in there and play hard, um, and and people not get in their feelings about stuff. You know, I think. Benny's looked like he's overcame it, and I just hopefully nobody else kind of catches that bug for the rest of the season and we can stay positive. Um, and then I think probably the last one, and what we were talking about, Chuck Allen, Copeland, Brown, and Benny deserve those starting positions. Benny, when he is in the game, is another energy boost just like Quadir. Great job again by these three. So, I mean, someone can have those opinions. I don't. I mean, you can have those opinions, but at the end of the day, what's the difference between whether they maybe um, there's maybe there's games where they do start that is, but well, I'm but, but what I'm saying is, is that I mean, whether they start or they play starter minutes, right? Because they all played starter minutes, but they had 24 minutes, 24 minutes, and 31 from Malik Brown. Mm-hmm. So to you know chris bell's 19 justin taylor's 15 and Nahima mcleod's nine 
So I guess my question is, you know, obviously, like, you know, they might not start, but they're getting more minutes than anybody else, right? So they're getting starter minutes, um, and, and I'm, I'm I'm cool with that. So again, why do you want to take away that that beginning of like what we spoke about? What if Justin Taylor or Chris Bell they come out? We've seen Chris Bell get hot. We've seen what we can do, you know. Um, and you know why not come out? And it's not like they play awful defense. They play hard. Like why not come out and see if they're on? See what what's going on offensively with them. And and if they're on, then ride that wave, you know. Um, but as soon as things start going away, then obviously you're gonna pull. You're gonna pull the uh, the cord and, and get the uh, get the backups in, so you can get that that next um, kind of boost off the bench. So um, that's the yeah. Let's move on. I just I just love the boost off the bench. I love the fact that we got guys off the bench that could be starters for other schools, you know, um, and just having these type of options. Um, it's just it's really exciting because we got a lot of guys that can step up and do different things and um that usually ends up being a pretty dangerous team come march are you done no (laughs) how about duke sorry man i'm excited i I know i know i know Uh, how about duke how about about him how about him so uh this tuesday at nine o'clock yeah syracuse uh will take on duke uh, the all-time series between Syracuse and Duke sits at 15-6 and six in favor of the Blue Devils. Uh, Duke's currently on an eight-game winning streak against Syracuse, 10 out of the last 11. Got to go back to January 2019 for the last time the Orange beat Duke. A battle with 30 ties, battle with 32 points in that game. It was a 95-91 win at Cameron Indoor. It was the first and only time Duke has ever lost at home against an unranked team when they were ranked first in the nation. So... Uh, I will continue to say that every time, every year we go through this. Last year, uh, Mintz, Gerard, Edwards, Bell, and Brown, your starting five in the 77-55 loss. Gerard with 21 points. Uh, This, according to orangehoops.org, the Syracuse Orangemen and the Duke Blue Devils first met in the Elite Eight in 1996 NCAA tournament. Uh, The number two ranked Blue Devils would win that game 91-81. Syracuse and Duke first met in the ACC game in February 2014 in front of a record crowd at the time. The Orange would win that game in overtime 91-89. I think I remember that. I remember exactly where I was, actually, and, and... watching that game um the two teams would play three weeks later with duke winning on a controversial charging call on cj fair i think we all remember where we were when we saw that one too mm-hmm. that would be uh the first and only game jim Beheim's career that he was ejected and that was the that was the game that was the game all that from uh reminding us from orange hoops.org duke currently s- Sits 9-3, and 0-1 the ACC. They lost to Arizona, who's currently fourth in the country. Uh, they lost to Arkansas, and they lost to Georgia Tech. They did beat a Michigan State team that was ranked at the time. They were ranked 18th. However, the, the Spartans, they're no longer ranked. And Baylor team that is currently right now 17th in the country. So 
Uh, they have five guys averaging double figures, and obviously Filipowski leads the way here with 18 points a game. He also leads the team in rebounds with 8.8, steals with 1.4, and blocks with 2. Uh, Jeremy Roach follows him up with 14.3 points a game. He's also hitting 42% from behind the arc. Uh, Jared McCain, he's got 11.7 points a game, and he's hitting 44.8% from behind the uh, from behind the arc. And then Mark Mitchell, 11.2, and Proctor with 10.1. Those are your five big scorers there. As a team, they're shooting 49.4% from the floor, 73.8 from the line, and 36.5 as a team from three. They're averaging 36.3 rebounds a game and 83.3 points a game. So I, I there's no like real question who Duke is. Duke is Kyle Filipowski. Uh, the, the dude's leading all but one major category for their team. And he's an animal. And he's only a sophomore. And he's already, if you compare his numbers to last year, um, percentage-wise, he's, he's ahead in almost every aspect. So... You know, someone who's getting only better than he was last year, and he's a problem. And then Jeremy Roach, he's he can he can light you up from behind the line, and um, that always worries me. Although I was just as worried when we're sitting here talking about Hinson in the last game. So, you know, it who knows who knows what happens there. But believe me, you they're going to try it, and also the inside game when you talk about. McLeod um, trying to cover a Filipowski who can also shoot. That's not going to be something that can happen. And so now you're 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 not stuck, but you got Malik Brown in here in there. And like you mentioned, Joe Semenigo, is he going to be able to do it? So that's the conundrum. That's the and you're at Cameron Indoor. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of things that are you know positives to to really talk about when it comes to that, other than the resiliency that Syracuse has showed that they have the past few games, uh, th- th- the whole year, really. Uh, but with that said, Duke is Duke, and they have our freaking number, too, which is totally obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is, and realistically, like, again, there's some guys that, that obviously pose some issues, um, and we're just going to have to <laughs> – we're going to have to figure it out. They're deep. They're very deep. Uh, Proctor, who has been hurt, he got hurt in the Georgia Tech game. He just came back against their uh, game against Queens uh, yesterday, which I don't know why they're playing a team like that. But I, I don't either. Um, why, wait, let's talk about that for just one second. Queen, <laughs> Queens of North Carolina. Is that why? Because it's another North Carolina team. I don't know. I think they're from the Charlotte area. So, you know. Queens, Roy- Queens University Royals. Yeah. It's, oh, no. it's, it's in the Charlotte area, I think. But that, okay. that's 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 the only reason I see them playing that team. But they, it's not like they had a cushy non-conference schedule. It was just happens to be one really cushy team. I mean, they just they just had a field day yesterday, and they were up in three in, in triple digits, and just kind of. Yeah, I think this, and, and again, it's more of I think this is their first year in Division One. Um, they're in the a, the Atlantic Sun Conference. Um, so, uh, first I kind of heard of them. I really didn't, never heard this. I honestly, when I saw it, I thought it was the, uh, New York. I thought it was a team in New York. So. So, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. And then I'm looking at it. I'm like, why are they playing this team? It's not even division one, but now I see that they're in the Atlantic sun, like Florida Gulf coast and those guys. So, 
Um, obviously, this, this has got to be their first their first year in Division One, um, and Duke beat them by almost forty points. But uh, Proctor came back, and it's just I think, you know, Duke they just they get all these guys. I mean, they got you know, they got Caleb Foster who's a freshman. They got um, Proctor who's a freshman. Jared McCain who's a freshman who can he can shoot. Um, and then uh, T.J. Power, who's a freshman. I mean, they just they got a great freshman class that came in with Pro- Mitchell and Filipowski. You know, their power forward and center that came back. So, um, and Jeremy Roach, a sophomore. Proctor was there. What's last. that? Proctor was there last year. He's oh just- yeah, that's right. Proctor was there. Yeah, it's McCain is 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 the big one yeah. that's um that uh is the score um as far as true freshman goes. But again, we got athletic guys. I mean, we got you know um. We got guys that can guard those guards. Um, and I think a lot of it is going to be, can we stop Filipowski? And then really, obviously, can we kind of just, you know, stay even on the boards? I think that we're going to be able to get some turnovers and things like that. So uh, this is honestly a Duke team that I think that we we kind of match up with this team like better, and especially now with the way that we play in, in our roster than we have in, in the past. So... Um, I think it's gonna be an interesting game, man. I don't, I don't see a blowout. Let's just put it that way. I really hope not, and I'm cautiously optimistic about this game. And, and the only reason, uh, I, I just Duke always just worries me. And just there's there's a number of reasons. I'm not even gonna go through them. They are who they are, and it is what it is. But at the end of the day. You got to go out and play basketball, and thank God I'm not the one that's had to had to turn the mentality on to just go play. But that's why these guys do it. I think they can. And look, did we think we were going to go beat them that year when we had Tyus Tyus Battle and all those guys out there and going into Cameron Indoor to a ranked uh, a number one ranked Duke team and beating them uh, in their own place? No, no, not at all. So. it's, or the it, or the year we had Gillen and we didn't even make the damn NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah, that was the that was the John Gillen beat Duke uh, call by Matt Park, which is like one of my all time favorite calls ever. So uh, yeah, and I mean, look, that's why we play the game. It's just a it's just nerve wracking, and you know, Filipowski's a problem, and that's kind of that's that's kind of it. I just think that this team. Uh, this team's got a better shot than we've had in the in the past. What what did I say? They're on an eight game win streak. Um, they, they won. Yeah, they're on an eight game win streak, and they're they've won ten out of the last eleven. So yeah, in the past eight games, I feel like this is a realistically a, a better option than uh, the past eight games we've played them. So let's just put it that way. If, if not if not for anything, I feel like this, right. we got a better shot than we've had. So. Well, and I mean, you can argue that we've already played, you know, two or three teams that might be better than this team. Um, definitely comparable. So, again, I mean, you want to be in a position, right, where you're preseason ranked and you're ranked and, and you're they're talking about you and everything. And that's where we used to be. Um, and it's, I'd love for this to be <clears throat> two ranked teams playing against each other. But, I mean, when you look at it, it's a quad one game. <clears throat> we get to go in. We get a chance to to – to use our momentum and possibly get a quad one victory, which I don't even know. Did we even get one last year? No, we, we even had, had one, one in, in the last years. two years. It's right. been more than two years. So realistically, I mean, you know, I mean, 
this is a, a, one of the better chances that we've probably had in two years. So um, go in there. We're, we're playing with house money. This this loss, as much as I want to beat Duke, it I mean, hurt. it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt us. It's not gonna hurt us. We just got this quad two win against Pitt. Um, I care a lot more about getting that win um, <laughs> than this one. Although this one would be a lot sweeter. Uh, so just like the Virginia and the Tennessee and the Gonzaga, if we go on the road and lose to Duke, this is not going to hurt our NCAA chances. It's just an opportunity to, I mean, shit, we go out and win this game, we're probably going to be ranked the next week. I think Oregon was a quad two game two, or was it Georgetown? But there, there's there's two quad two wins in on the in the books right now. And I don't, obviously these are things are fluid and you've got to keep an eye on them. Georgetown not looking great. Um not looking as good as we thought they would. So, you know, thankfully, thank God we won that game because they really don't look good. Um, but, you know, Oregon's not bad, dude. They're still – they're first in the Pac-12 and they're 10-3. And, three, and uh, I think that must have been the one that was a quad two, by the way. So, okay. um, so you know, to have two quad two wins in the past three games, that's good. You know, we weren't doing that last year. So no, we were losing to Colgate and Bryant the year before. <laughs> Colgate and Bryant was last year. Oh God, yeah, that was terrible. No, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Oh man, how how sweet it would have been to play Bryant this year. Man, you can't have it all. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been that coach. Nice little... That coach, I forget his name now, but what he was just such a prick. That guy, such a prick. So yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about this here? Do we want to talk about seventy two sixty nine? What did you have, Joe? You had seventy five seventy three. Seventy five seventy three, and um, you're gonna get it. Obviously, actually, if we go, how did we do this again? I don't even remember. I don't either. We're Who both cares? very Who cares? close. Yeah, we're both close. Who cares? We're not keeping track. We're not keeping track for for. For basketball season, it's too no, much, anyways. Yeah, it's Tom, way too much. It is, it's too much. But we will give our predictions. And I should have, would have, could have, freaking asked uh, on the tweets about it. But um, uh, let's see, Joe. I-, I went first last time. We'll just take turns. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah, we can do that. Go ahead. Um, you go first. Um, I'm gonna say that. I'm going to say that Duke gets us. I'm going to say Duke gets us uh, 78-77. What? Okay. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm hoping for a good game as well. And, you know, I think um, – let me just check one thing real quick while I try to stall, which I should have already checked. Come on. Of course. By the way, Nakua just got like an 80-yard pass. Did he really? Lunch. Did he really? Not for a touchdown. He got tackled in like the four yard line. Yeah, I I already saw those points added. Yeah, okay, there you go. Playing playing my son in the championship game isn't as bad as it could be playing someone I don't love. So if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna lose to someone and it's my son, then it is what it is. But uh, you just have to endure a little bit of shit talking yeah, for a little while, but, right? Like, well, he's already shit talked me, so there, that's already happening. Which, well, there's a different, there's a different kind of like pregame yeah, shit talk yeah, yeah, versus yeah, yeah. postgame, right? Yeah, because postgame is permanent. Yeah, and, <laughs> um, and you know it, how sweet it would be if the old man could could you know hang his hat on a on a championship 
beating his kid. So anyway, uh, I mean, <laughs> be easy, be, be easy. <laughs> I'm Phrasing, not, buddy. I'm, I'm not. I don't talk. If someone's. Shit. I'm just saying. I don't talk shit. And, I'm just saying. If someone would have came in to that comment late, then they would have just heard you say beating your kid. So I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, fair just, enough. Um, be, be careful. Be careful. I, I'm going to say Duke. I'm going to say Duke is going to. Um, they're going to beat us at home. They're ranked 16th. They're 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 uh, they're scarier than they were last year. Although I do think our team's better as well. We're scarier too. But I think they win 85-78. And like you said, Joe, it's just I want a good game. You know, it's back to my be competitive mentality. I just want to be competitive. And um, we've been, you know, you go back to uh, the beginning of the year when we played Tennessee and Gonzaga, you know, those, the, the final scores in those games didn't really indicate how those games really went. I feel like Syracuse really did put up a good fight in both of those games throughout the game. And they, they lost, they lost at the end of halves. And um, to our points that we were talking about earlier, it's just the final score didn't, didn't show, I think what those were, but. I mean, hopefully they can clean some of that up and just be competitive throughout and have a shot. That's all I ask for. Yeah. So I mean, this this whole year has just been. I mean, interesting. Like you look at it. Like, do you think? Because I was, I, I always think about it, right? Like these other teams, like they play all these other teams that play man, but like so now this year we're not playing two three zone. We're playing man. Do you think that that like messes with certain people that are used to like playing against our two three zone or, I mean, who I mean, who's really played a lot against it at this point? As far as on Duke, as far as on Duke. Yeah. There's they're These, that's a young team. I that's mean, Jeremy super- Roach, maybe that yeah. he's been there a while, but um, I don't think that there's anyone else that's really been there that been there long. for more than two years yeah i know so yeah and you know they're used to um if anything they might be might be able to throw them for a loop to play it and play it well but i think what coach does with switching on and off is brilliant and you know the hybrid scheme is something that we haven't had and uh, I think it's given us life on defense just in general. So uh, it seems to be like it's working. So, oh, yeah. Um, I don't think there's anyone there that's going to be affected by any of that. They will be affected by a better defense, though. That's And that's my hopes. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, that's the one thing that I felt like kind of hurt us in the past is when we play two, three zone, there's some teams that, you know, if you played man, some of those guys are limited, you know, but there's some teams that they just got their spot up shooters that when they play against a two, three zone, they can really benefit and they can take advantage of that defense. So, um, uh, when you're one dimensional and you're a better shooter than you are driver, um, and then you play against a two, three zone, that's just like, you're just like, (laughs) <laughs> salivating at the mouth, just waiting for your chance because you know you're just going to get all these open shots, right, if you move the ball around good enough. Uh, but And I think that guys like that have always – you know, we always used to talk about that, right? Like that one rando guy that just went off from the other team yeah, that's like yeah. not even that good, right? Well, yeah. maybe because he's not great at driving the ball and he's one-dimensional, uh, you know, shooter. And when he plays against man-to-man, you know, defenders, they they take away the jump shot and they try to force him to, to, to drive. Uh, then all of a sudden we put two, three zone and these guys are splashing threes in our eyes. 
and they have a career high against us. So just nice to know that those days are kind of over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like we just, it's a lot harder for teams to get buckets against us playing, playing man. And I'm just, I don't know. I don't want to go in hindsight and talk about how long ago we should have maybe switched it or made the switch or whatever, but I'm just glad that it's here now because, again, this year it's, it's refreshing than watching the same old, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that again. Sorry, Jim. It's, it's going to do it for us. Uh, look, hey, appreciate everyone in the spaces. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. And um, we got Duke coming up. Go Orange. And then uh, um, who's the next one? Uh, I'm on the I'm on the wrong page. Me jacking it up here. Hold on, because I saw I saw a blip in the schedule again. Boston yeah, College. Yeah, it's Duke, and then like a week off again. A week off till Wednesday. Yep. Yep. So. and then Boston College. So we'll be back here after Duke, and then um, to talk about Duke, and we'll see what's going on with Boston College during that time, and go from there. So, anyways, we will try to see you back here Wednesday. Now you time that pretty good. Huh? Peace. Peace. We'll see you Wednesday for Jones. We're out. <laughs>